Lord of all heavens, let the glory be above all the earth. Can you help me that? Let, let your glory be above all the earth. Be thou exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. Yes, yes Lord. Yes, Jesus. Be thou exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let your glory be upon all the earth. Yes, Lord. Let your glory be upon all the earth. Let your glory be upon yes, Father. all the earth. Yes, Holy Ghost. Let your glory mm. be upon all the earth. Be thou exalted, O Lord, above all oh. the heavens. Be thou exalted, O Lord, above all the heavens. Yes, Let your glory rest upon Let it rest, all Lord. the earth. Let your glory rest upon Oh, dear. Oh, let, oh let your glory rest upon all the earth. Yes, Lord. Lord. Let your glory rest upon all the earth. Yes, Jesus. Oh, yes. let your glory rest on us. Let it rest. Tonight, let your glory rest. Oh, on bless you, Jesus. Lord, we one more time, cry. one more time. Oh, let your glory let it rest. rest on us. Yes, Lord, Father. we pray. Oh, we pray, we pray. Let your glory rest on us. Lord, we pray. Hallelujah. Oh, let your glory rest on us. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray. Thank you, Father. Let your glory rest on us. Lord, we pray. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Taking us there. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of course, we all had a wonderful day today. Um, today is that day where I've touched on this subject many, many times. And, I'm, and I'm, for many of us, it will be a reminder. And for some others, there may be some new discovery. Um, but I trust that at the end of the day, our intimacy with the Lord will be stronger than ever before in the name of Jesus. Today we are talking about 
intimacy, intimacy with God, intimacy, intimacy, which is the bedrock of every Christian relationship, the bedrock of every relationship. So if you know anyone that needs to hear the words that we're going to share today, please invite them, I beg of you, um, to receive these words because it will answer many questions that people have. It will bring clarity and perspective, especially people, the people I'm going to be dealing with today are people with identity issues, people who are confused about certain things in their work with the Lord. Um, intimacy will help bring us to this place of understanding. And I'm trusting the spirit of wisdom and revelation today to open up these words. Like I said, I've touched, I've, you know, if you've been with Sumi long enough, you know I teach on this subject a lot because you cannot exhaust it. You would always have the need to always touch on it because that's the foundation. And scripture tells us if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundation is destroyed, intimacy. Many people talk about intimacy, but they don't. Some people have cracked the code of intimacy, but many people don't really understand the fullness of what intimacy with the Lord looks like and what the Lord expects. We are all at the same level of grace with God. No, let me refrain. We are all at the same level of you know, God loves us the same, so he gave us the platform of salvation. So in salvation, we are all equal with God. But in grace and intimacy, we are at different levels. It will be foolish to think that we are all at the same level of intimacy with the Lord. Can everyone confirm you hear me clearly on Zoom and on Clubhouse? Amen. Yes. Yes, okay. yes, sir. All right. Praise God. So Clubhouse, go ping the people that are asking you a lot of questions about intimacy with God. I want to know God. Everybody's cry. I want to know God more. You can't know him without intimacy. That's the place where we are. So um, do well to invite your people to know. And I trust that people will be blessed today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's begin. I want to keep our, our study short today so that we can uh, take some time of prayer. First of Genesis chapter 5, Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, Genesis 5, 24. And Enoch walked with God and it was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. What measure of walk did this man walk with God? What was the relationship status of Enoch with God? That God bore record that this guy walked with me. There were many people in his day, but the record that the Lord had concerning Enoch, that this guy walked perfectly with me. He walked with such intimacy with God that he he faded off this earth. God could not wait for this guy to die. God said, you are here more often than not. Come, just, just come. 
He, he defiled nature, his body, faded into eternity. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. He gave birth to Methuselah and look at the record of Methuselah, verse 25. And Methuselah lived 187 years and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 782 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. That was the record that we could find concerning Methuselah. But his father, Enoch, the record we saw was that Enoch walked with God and God took him. Praise the name of the Lord. This, this, brings, this brings questions that what measure of information, what measure of revelation did this guy have about the Lord that he was consistently able to walk perfectly with him? Remember, the Holy Ghost had not yet come at this time. This was still in Genesis, in the early times. What did this man know? that he was able to walk with such intimacy, such accuracy. Jude chapter 1, verse 14. Jude chapter 1, verse 14. There was another record of Enoch. And he said, Enoch, let me read King James. And Enoch also, Jude 1, 14. Enoch also, the servant from Adam, prophesied of this, saying, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all the ungodly de deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Enoch, the servant from Adam, was able to travel through time before Abraham was there, before the law came. Be way before Jesus could come, way before Jesus could get there and then reveal the, the counsel of his heart. A man, seven from Adam, was able to see the end. Look, there are certain advantages of being close to the Lord. Several advantages. Please follow me carefully today and know that there's something that's very, 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 something will be imparted into our spirit today. What is intimacy? Intimacy is closeness between people in personal relationships. It is what builds over time as you connect with someone grow to care about each other and feel more and more comfortable during your time together. Hallelujah. It can include physical and emotional closeness or even a mix of the two. You feel more and more comfortable during your time together. That's why the Bible tells us grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. Grow in grace. 
and in the knowledge. Don't stay where you are. Many people have come into the faith and have remained at the same level for many years. If you are not growing, you are dying. You cannot be in, in between. You are either in or you're out. Jesus himself said, I would rather that you be hot or cold. Because if you are hot, then I know you are hot. If you are cold, it will be clear. But if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Intimacy. It takes time to know God, people of God. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes commitment to know God. You cannot know him while pursuing other agendas. You cannot know God while pursuing other itineraries. No, it takes time to know him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It takes time to know him. You invest your time. You invest resources. You invest your energy to know him. You don't just wait and know. Just look at the picture of marriage. That's a picture. It's a picture. I'm going to show you mysteries today. It takes time to know him. If you are not interested to know him, he cannot force himself on you. That's why the Holy Ghost is called a gentle spirit. He's a gentle spirit. You want to know him? Oh, he wants to know you. But you don't want to know him. He's just going to be there. Enoch walked with God and was not. These are the generation of Enoch. This happened many years ago without the help of the Holy Ghost. But now we have received the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ that helped Jesus in his journey on the earth to attain perfection in all his deeds. And then Jesus gave us the equipment of the spirit. He gave us what helped him on the earth. He gave it to us as a gift so that we can attain the same level of perfection as he did. It takes time to know God, people of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 18. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Will I hide? From Abraham, that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. Oh, intimacy takes knowledge. For I know him. Can we pause a minute and, and ponder upon your life? Can God say, I know you? You don't have to answer it publicly. And the Lord confidently say, I know you. Call your name. I know you. And you won't do this. You won't do that. I know you. Will he say so? Because in these same scriptures, in, in Matthew 7, 
God, many are coming to say, Lord, Lord, if you not prophesy your name, and he said, depart ye workers of iniquity. I know you not. So there are some that he does not know. I'm not talking about awareness. No, he's aware of everybody. He's omnipotent, omnipresent. He's aware of everything. He knows all things. Omniscience. Hallelujah. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Intimacy takes time. You know, there's a popular thing in the world where we say, oh, love at first sight. Yeah, there's a measure of truth in that. But true love takes time to grow. You must, you must get to know somebody. If you, if you fall in love with the physical appearance, you're falling in love with, you know, an idea of beauty, what the world has defined as beauty. So every time you see the matching description of world, uh, the world's definition of beauty, you say, wow, this woman is beautiful. When you see a man with abs and six packs and all those things, you say, wow, that's a handsome man. Why? Because your definition was handed over to you while you were growing up. Say, oh, when you see a lady looking this way, then she's beautiful. And then if she's looking that way, she's not beautiful. Whose definition are you running your life by? I know him that he will command his children and his household of mine. Takes time to know God. When you meet somebody, you ask them how. You, you commune with them. You fellowship with them. You ask questions about them. That's why the word of God is there. The word of God is, is here to, to tell us about him, to tell us about the love story about him in the beginning, after he created the heavens and the earth and he created man. The voice of the Lord walked to fellowship with Adam. The voice of the Lord came to have intimacy with him, to talk with him. To commune with him. He had the angels who are worshipping. Mighty angels. Different classes of angels. Great and small. All sorts. Powerful angels. But he left them and came to walk with man in the garden. This tells you the appetite of God. God was interested to know you. Am I communicating today? God was interested. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day to come and fellowship with his creation, to come and have intimacy, to talk with us, to commune with us, to share his heart. God is not interested in forced love. Not first, I mean forced. You are compelled to love me. No, that's not true love. True love is you submit your will. 
you have every reason not to be here, but you suspended many things. You moved many things around. Like some of you, you sacrificed the day that today is Bible study. I don't want to miss it because I want to know him. So I'm sacrificing because you, you could have been making money right now. You could have been working. You could have been doing some other things, but you're spending time. Why? Because you are paying a price to know him. It costs to know God. Are we together? Yes, yes sir. sir. It costs to know him. They heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Ah, to come and fellowship with us. To just be around us. To just watch us while we sleep. He that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. While you are sleeping, he's watching over you. If you have been a parent here, uh, you would see that sometimes when your children are sleeping, especially when they were babies, you, you come in the middle of the night and just watch watch them to, to ensure that they are breathing, to, to be sure that they are comfortable, to be sure that they are okay. You, you, sometimes you just get lost in staring into their eyes. You get lost in staring into the beauty of, of creation that you have seen, something that out of your flesh, has been made. You 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 look and then you you get lost sometimes. Five minutes are gone, ten minutes are gone, and then you find yourself smiling. Why? Because you are in love. He that watches over you. Look at that word. He that watches over you neither slumbers nor sleep. He that watches over you, he neither slumbers nor sleep. Why? He's watching. He's caring for you. Do you know the resources that it takes for your protection details? For he has given his angels charge over you. He has given his angels charge over you. As you are born, an angel is assigned to watch over you on every side. He's obsessed with you, people of God. God is obsessed with you. He has proven over and over and over again how much he loves you, how much you mean to him. For the children of Israel, for every opportunity they have. Yes, we point at them, but many of us have been, we are in the same position as the children of Israel. He watches over them. In the day when the sun is on, he gives a cloud to cover them, to give them comfort, physical manifestation of his love. In the night, when there is great cold, he releases the pillar of fire. To ensure that they are comfortable, they have warmth, they have security. He has done all. He gave you himself. He left divinity, came to the realm of flesh and gave himself. He, he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of your peace was laid upon him. By his stripes, you were healed. He did all that just 
just to just to present himself. How much more do you expect one to tell you he loves you? What's your contribution? Receive. That's it. He's given you all things. He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It is locked in Christ. So your own, receive him. And then the benefits are yours. How much more? Amen. How much more do you want to see that he's been coming over after you over and over again? For some of you, there were no, you, you had rejected Christ for so many times. People have preached. He has sent preachers. He has sent pastors. He has sent brothers, sisters. He keeps sending people, sent angels, chasing after you. I love the song. There's no shadow you will light up. Mountains you will climb up running after me. He has, he has done all to show you how much he loves you. And still, we're still too busy for him. We're very busy. And his heart bleeds. He came for the house of Israel. He watched them. And he looked upon them and, and, and he, he, he wept because they could not discern the timing of their visitation. Intimacy. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, you are. Beyond the gifts. Beyond the, the, the ministry, beyond the finances, the blessings, beyond it all. Do you love him? Yes. Do you love him? Yes. Do you love him? Do you love him enough to go out and preach the good news to somebody? Do you love him enough to, to invite people, come and hear the word of truth? Are you addicted enough? to go out of your way just to find out what is on his heart? Or are we selfish? It's all about me. If it's not me, then forget it. Oh, if you love him, it will show. If you love him, you spend time with him if you love him. I did a teaching earlier about um, have you learned to love? If you've not listened to it, please visit the YouTube page and listen. And I shared my personal life where my wife told me, look, I have to be more intimate. Hold my hands. Talk to me. Just, you know. And I'm like, you know I love you. But it's like, you have to show me you love me. You don't just say it. Show it. In the little affections here and there. 
because they, every woman or every man, they have a love language. My own love language is provision. Ensure you've got all you require. That's my love language. But what if our love language is different? It is your responsibility to understand the love language of the Lord if you will be intimate with him. If you love me, keep my commandments. And my father will love you. John 14, 23. Hallelujah. Intimacy with him. My father will love him and we will come unto him and we will make our abode with him. Wait, what? You mean if I keep his words, not just him will come, the father will love, we will come together unto him. We will stay with him. Why? The father seeketh such, seeketh intimacy with his people. We will make our abode with him. Did you, did you, did you see that scripture? We will make our home with him. Why? No man loves to be in a place where he's not appreciated. No man loves to be in a place where they are not appreciated. No man. No man. No man. You cannot say you are intimate with him and it hasn't cost you anything. David said, I will not offer to him what costs me nothing. No, I value this relationship too much. I value your, your mercy over my life too much that I, I, I don't offer you something that costs me just to prove because for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He gave his son. Jesus had never been separated from the father until it was time. He took the weight of the sin on the world, of, of the sin of, of the world and put it on himself. And then he, the first time, because the father cannot behold sin, he was separated. And Jesus responded, I thirst. He wasn't talking about thirst for water. Because the, the centurion soldier was trying to give him what? No, I don't thirst for water. Did you not see? He said, if any man thirst, let him come to me. This he was talking about the Holy Ghost. If any man thirst, he said, I thirst. Why? The Holy Ghost had departed. He's called the Holy Ghost. He could not behold sin. And he said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Why have you separated? Jesus was in a vulnerable state because he had never been separated from his father. The intimacy was so in tune, so in sync. He said, whatsoever I see my father do, that's what I do. I'm not interested in my agenda. I'm only interested in what the Lord has in store for me. Intimacy. Oh, you want to see intimacy? Look at Jesus and the Father. They were so intimate that scripture tells us clearly that Jesus is the image of the Father. 
What? So in sync that my wife can give you a decision and then you come back to me. I, I, I second it. I don't try to change it. No, the same. We are in sync. Whether I'm there or not. The father will never contradict the son. The son will never contradict the spirit. They are all in sync. Even if you talk to them differently, they are saying the same thing. Intimacy. My heart bleeds for, for the church in the sense that God has an agenda concerning a subject matter. And many people in the body of Christ who do not know how to discern God's will, God's counsel, and they start to sponsor using their resources, start to sponsor using the breath that the Lord has given to them to counter God's will and God's plan. They don't know him. They don't know his will. They don't understand. They don't know. If you are not intimate, you cannot have certain information. Intimacy is not just words, not just crying and rolling on the floor, not just when the keyboard is playing and the songs are emotional, appealing to your emotions, and then you are crying, oh, I love you, I love you. No, that's not when intimacy shows. Intimacy shows when no one is there. <laughs> no one is there to clap and say, wow, PPP, the love of God. No one is there. You are alone. You're, 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 you're lame. You're, you, you are close to his heartbeats. You, you, you want to know what's on his heart. You want to know what his thoughts are. You, you, you're not coming with your own idea, with your own agenda, with your own threefold plan. Oh, Lord, if you do this, then I will, I'll tell you how much I love you. No. Nevertheless, not my will. Let your will be done. The world say you are a failure. Nevertheless, not my will. Let your will be done. The world said, by what is standard, you should have attained this level by now. Nevertheless, not my will, no reputation of mine, all him. When he becomes the center of your life. Not by my agenda, not by what I want to achieve. If I achieve this level, then people will know that I know you know. Intimacy. Intimacy is not just in words. It's in your deeds, it's in your actions. Even though you slay me, yet will I praise you. I say, Lama. Even though you slay me, <laughs> we will discuss about you slay me later. But right now, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. Intimacy where David got to the point, he made a mistake. And when the prophet came and, 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 and pronounced his judgment, oh, he, he, he was not so proud as a king. He cried out, cast me not away from your presence, oh God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because without your Holy Ghost, I'm just a shepherd boy at the back of the bush. Psalm 20, I have found David, my servant. 
and with my holy oil have I anointed him. I have found David, my servant, and with my holy oil have I anointed him. Intimacy does not mean you are perfect. Ooh. It doesn't mean you are perfect. David made more mistakes, but the Lord called him, he's a man after my heart. Aye. And that be the record of God concerning you. He, he's a man after my heart. Amen. And the Lord say, I know you. I know him. He loves me. He's a man after my heart. What? How, how did he get the revelation to touch the heart of the Father? What did he know? What did he do to, to get to the place? His position did not matter. He was ready to dance naked. Why? Because the Lord has been faithful. I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil have anointed him. Intimacy. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take it away. That's the reason why I'm here. Don't take it away. Being after the Father's heart. You cannot be intimate with him if you don't know what is on his heart. No, you can't. Oh, it's impossible. It's impossible. You are a prophet. You can't, you cannot be intimate with him. What one of the benefits and attributes when you stay married for some time, you, you don't even need to speak. Just looking at each other, the message is fast clear. What has happened? Alignment. You're in sync. Sometimes you just pick up your phone and call it at the same time, in sync, when there's a heart connection. You can't tell me you, you are intimate with God if you don't know him, you don't know his word, you don't know what his word says, you don't know how the word describes him. Let me show you scripture. Is somebody receiving something today? Amen. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Um, this should be in uh, Jeremiah chapter, I think nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Jeremiah nine twenty three. Jeremiah nine twenty three. Jeremiah chapter nine. Thus said the Lord. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. 
But let him that glorieth, glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. Wait, what? Is it possible to understand God? Is it possible to know him? Yes, it's possible. That I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that boasts, boast in this truth, that he understands and knows me. God is speaking here. Thus saith the Lord from the beginning. For I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, righteousness, or in the earth. For in these things I delight. In these things I delight. So one of the journeys to intimacy, you start to know what he likes and what he does not like. In these things, I delight. So you note it down. Wow, okay. Because when you first meet somebody and start talking, then the question comes where you say, oh, tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. In these things, I delight. So if I want to, 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 to delight in the Lord, then I, I talk about conversations that, that pertain to loving kindness, judgment, righteousness. I start to exhibit this trait on the earth and then I catch his attention. I like that. Are we still here? Yes, yes, yes. sir. Praise the name of the Lord. John chapter 13, verse 21. John 13, 21. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting whom he spake. Now there was one leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. That's John. There was one leaning on Jesus' bosom. John. Mary was sitting at the master's feet. Magdalene was busy trying to entertain the master. Active in church. I'm in the choir. I'm in the prayer team. I'm in this. I'm in that. Activity around him, but not sitting with him activities around him, but not sitting with him. We know about the Lord. We preach about the Lord. We talk about the Lord, but many do not know the Lord. There was one leaning on Jesus's bosom. Did you not hear that Jesus is embedded at the bosom of the Father? One of the disciples whom Jesus loved, Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he speak. You see that? A disciple was asking another disciple, say, you ask him, why? We know that he will tell you. Oh, am I, am I alone today? 
Hallelujah. No, sir. Ask him. No, sir. I know that if he doesn't tell us, he will tell you. Why? There are levels in relationships. There were 120 at the day of Pentecost, right? There were 70 that were sent, right? Amongst the 70, there were 12, right? Amongst the 12, there were three. Amongst the three, there was one. Where is your level? Where are you with him? For God so loved the whole world. Jesus said, when you want to pray, say, our father. There is a level of our father. And there is a measure of my father. There are two. Two different things with different res responsibilities and attributes. Our father, meaning he calls all of us father. He calls all of us son. But he doesn't know son by name. But there are some that he knows their names. There are some that when he wants to make a decision, he discusses with them. Will I hide from my servant Abraham what I will do? Will I keep this secret from him? Why? He's my friend. Intimacy. There was one leaning on Jesus' bosom. Peter, who is the head of the church, ask him, ask him. You know, when we're growing up, uh, every time we want to um, get some information, we always ask our younger sister in, in my family, uh, Benny. She's the she's very bold. She's Benny here today. I've not seen her. Very, very bold. Then, you know, we, the older ones, were scared of our dad. And then we'll ask her, go ask daddy this, go ask daddy that. And then she walks boldly and asks him. There was a time she even went to ask him, why are we afraid of you? <laughs> why? She was his intimate, she was his favorite child. So she could get away with some things. She came. Why are we afraid of you? <laughs> Our father said, am I a monster? Why are you afraid of me? Intimacy. Simon Peter asked him, beckoned on him, that he should ask who it should be that would be whom he talked about. Who, who will betray you? He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? Hi, by level of intimacy, he was able to have inside information. He was in Jesus' breast where, where his heart was. He was able to pick on the heartbeat of God. There are some people who God does not need to speak to them. They are aligned to pick on the heartbeat, the rhythm of God's heart. They are able to pick those signals. Intimacy. When a man and a woman are intimate, they, they are not always, when, when we talk about intimacy, the very sense of it is usually in the privacy of location. It's not done publicly, except the crazy world that we are in today. But the respectable way is done privately. You and him. You and him. You and him. He then lying on Jesus' breast, said to him, Lord, who is it? He was hearing God, Jesus' heartbeat. So he could pick if the heartbeat was pacing more. He could tell, Lord, why are you worried? If he was calm, he would say, yes, we're settled. Jesus answered him and said, he, he it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Ladies and gentlemen, 
John the John, the beloved, and maybe he told Peter, I don't know, knew that Judas will betray Christ before every other person knew. Are you blessed today? Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, Amen. He had inside information. Shall I hide from my servant, Abraham? Shall I hide from my friend that which I'm about to do? Will I hide from him? Will I hide from him? Intimacy. That's why, with the level of revelation Paul walked with, he said that I may know him. I that I may be intimate with him, that I may grow in my discernment to know the power of his resurrection. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we might do all the words of the Lord. The secret things belong to him, but those ones that are revealed belong to us. Who are the us here? It's not everybody. It's not everybody. A man called Moses was so intimate with God, he told God, repent. <laughs> when God was angry with the children of Israel, he was so upset with them. He said, I will destroy these people and I will start a new generation with you, Moses, because you are my guy. Moses said, calm down, bros, calm down, calm down, take it easy. What? He was advising God and God listened. <laughs> Intimacy. Look, let me tell you something. Somebody that is intimate with God, if you check the level of revelation they walk in, you can call them prophets, even if they are not called to be prophets. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. Oh, Someone that is intimate with God, with the level of access of information they have, they can be attacked with a sound prophet, and they are not prophets. Oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. You say, "Oh, I know." God told me to. What are you? Are you? Are you prophet? No, I'm not. I'm just a lover. Huh. 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 Are you a prophet? No, I'm not. I'm just a lover of him. Shall I hide from Abraham, my friend? Abraham never prophesied one day. But when they tried to take his wife, God came and said to the king, you are a dead man. If God that created life and death calls you dead, who can save you? He said, don't you know he is a prophet? <laughs> so God called him prophet. Why? Intimacy. The level of intimacy was working in. 
because as a prophet, he did not prophesy. So where was his prophetic assembly? He was locked in intimacy. You can access a level of dimension of revelation by intimacy. Is anybody getting something today? Amen. Yes. So let's do away and just keep, forget about chasing title, apostle, you know, prophets, most reverend, most high reverend. Just be a lover. You will produce fruits <laughs> that certain titles cannot touch. First off, be lover. I never knew I was called to be a prophet or another. A prophet, me? No. I was just pursuing him. I was just addicted everywhere. I was addicted. Chasing him passionately, night after night. Loving on him. Blessing him. Rejoicing over him. Then the title started to come later. <laughs> I was a lover. He talks to me. I write in my books. I've shown some of you my notes before. I gave somebody my notes to help transcribe and type it out. And the person came and was like, what? <laughs> Laughed. And I gave my younger sister to type and she was like, my God, God talks to you. I was like, yes, he does. It's called intimacy. Intimacy is not a one-way affair. It's both ways. You are intimate with him, he's intimate with you. That's why I tell you people during the class of activations that look, don't, don't think that God is not interested in speaking with you. If you have that mindset, you, it will be difficult for you to download from God. It will be difficult. But once you know that he's interested to talk to you, why would God is not a gossip? God is not a gossip. Why will he be so interested to tell you about another person and not interested to tell you about you? <laughs> Hello. Hello. God is not a gossip. He's not going to spend all day telling you about everybody else and ignore you. He want to talk to you. He want to come in the cool of the day. How's your day? How are you? How are you feeling? What's on your heart? What's on your mind? Talk to me. God is interested in everything, small or big. I'll tell you a story. I was leaving the office one day, and I have this, uh, my headphones that I usually use when I'm in the office. You know, it doesn't cost much. It doesn't cost anything. I don't even remember how much it was, but the cheap one, not even expensive. And I was driving out, and the Lord highlighted in my heart Go back and pick your headphones. You know, and I was part of this not too far, but probably like three or five minutes out. So I thought about it, like in my head, uh, if it gets missing, what's the big deal? I'll get another one. You know, and then I thought about it and then I went, I went on home. It was a Friday. On a Monday, when I go back to the office, my headphones were gone. I was like, my God, so you do not want me to lose anything. John 6, 39, of all that you have given me, 
I lost nothing. Is somebody blessed today? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. He's interested Amen. in the little things. He's interested in the big things. He's interested in all things. He cares about you. Do you know what level of obsession the Lord has for you that he's looking and counting the number of hair on your head? <laughs> Do you realize how much he's obsessed oh. with you that he counts? He counts the number of hair on your head. His eyes are on the sparrow. He's watching over you, loving you, counting the number of hair. Do you know how patient you need to be to be able to count hair? I'm painting a picture. Are you seeing the picture I'm painting? Yes, sir. He numbered the hair on your head. No one drops to the ground without his knowledge. For you ladies, when your hair breaks, he knows. <laughs> so you can keep wearing your wigs, for he knows that those hair is breaking. <laughs> this is the Father's will, which has sent me, that of all that he had given me, I should lose nothing. This is the Father's will, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing. This is his will, that I lose nothing. This is his will. That I may know him. That I may come into full comprehension of his love. Miriam, the sister to Moses. Aaron, they, they, they challenge Moses. Are you the only prophet? We are prophets too. So why should you be feeling special? Ah! And the Lord says, separate yourself. I'm about to come. He said, are you, are you, you are prophet, yes, but I still speak to you with dark speeches. I still give you dreams that you are cracking your head. Trying to understand why is the rectangle looking triangular? <laughs> why is there light inside darkness? Or why is the darkness comprehending the light? Confusion on every side from dark dreams that he gives you, trying to use mysteries to unlock it. But to Moses, I speak to him face to face. Hey, Baruch Obama. He's called miss, he's called intimacy. Moses, I speak with Moses face to face. So in the realm of prophets, there are prophets and there are prophets. <laughs> you can be popular in the realm of men, but are you popular in the realm of God? That's the true question. Are you popular in the realm of God? That's the measure. He said, Moses, leave that place. Let me strike these people. Let me show them that no one messes with my friend. Oh, when you are intimate, you are protected. When you are intimate, you are what? Protected. Protected. Psalm 105, verse 13. 
when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Intimacy. Touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's still true, prophet. Right today, that's still true. Still true. Oh, my prophet, no harm. Don't touch him. If you touch him, I'm going to respond. Ooh. And when the Lord responds, you know what happens. Touch that. You're in trouble. Oh, my prophet, no harm. Don't do harm to my prophet. I can boldly say, don't do harm to those who are intimate with me. Because you are the apple of his eyes. Whoever touches you, touches him. Our lives are hid in Christ. And Christ is hid in God. For them to touch you, they must touch God, touch Christ before they touch you. You understand how secure we are. I repeat, your life is hid with Christ. And Christ is hid in God. For anyone to touch you, they must touch God, defeat God, Kill God, touch Christ, defeat Christ, finish Christ, then touch you. If you can grab this understanding, then you, you will sleep better. At Hallelujah. Night. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm secure because he loves me. Hallelujah. I'm secure. I'm secure in his love. Intimacy, you don't come out asking about things all the time. You just, you, you're, you're interested to know what's on each other's mind. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. You go. You go. Ha! Lovers. Are you aware that sometimes God has burdens? Are you aware that sometimes he has burdens? Are you? Sir, when there's a burden, when the Lord has a burden over a nation, over a people, over somebody, and the Lord is trying to reach that soul to save that soul, but the soul keep rejecting the Lord, and then the Lord is burdened, is is hurt in his heart because is is giving love, is giving intimacy, is giving eternal life, and the person is pushing it away. But you are able to pick up signals, and they say, Lord, you know what? I'm going to put that person on my prayer closet, and I'm going to pray for that person until that person gets saved. What have you done? You have helped reduce the burden of him. He said, take my yoke, learn of me, for my burden is light, and my yoke is easy. Amen. Two people, two scenarios, Mary, Magdalene, Jesus, same Jesus, came to their house. Jesus wanted to unburden, uh, to share some things that were on his heart, because he was about to go. He had to pour out this revelation knowledge of the kingdom and, and of the Lord and, and teach us about heaven and teach us about our new life, about the Holy Ghost. He needed to share these things. And then he came and Mary Magdalene went about trying to entertain him. Yes, it's, it's, you would say she, 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 she isn't doing anything wrong because she's trying to, you know, do, entertain him, make him feel comfortable. But he wasn't there to be comfortable. He was there to unburden his heart. And someone sat at his feet. 
watching him closely, listening to every word. Listening to every word. Am I communicating? Listening to every word. Let me show you something. Oof, you're going to love this. You'll love it. John chapter 11. John chapter 11. You'll love this so much. After Jesus, um, Lazarus had died, um, let me read from verse 19. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, said, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Verse 22, but I said that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? <laughs> Mark this part. One day we will open the scripture. Verse 26. John eleven twenty six. 26. Whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do you? One day, I repeat, we will unlock the scripture. Verse 27. She said unto him, Yeah, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God we should come into the world. And when she had said so, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, the master is come and called for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now, Jesus was not yet coming to the town, but was in a place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, Followed her saying, she goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet. Wash him. Wash him. She fell at his feet saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. The same thing. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping. And the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was coming. Question, did Martha not ask the same question? Was Martha not crying again? Are we together? Was Martha not crying? What was the difference this time when Mary came and was weeping? The one that is intimate with him, he groaned in the spirit. He was troubled. He already knew he was coming to raise Lazarus. But when he saw one 
who is intimate with him, his heart responded accordingly. He, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 9. Isaiah 63, verse 9. In all the affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bared them and carried them all the days of old. In all the affliction, he was afflicted. He's not just there, dictating, telling you, you are a sinner, you are going to hell. No, in all your affliction, he's afflicted with you. He doesn't abandon you to your faith. He saw the one that he loved. She was groaning and she was mourning. He cried too. He was troubled in the spirit. He was troubled in the spirit. Verse 36. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? You see what people are thinking. In such delicate moments, Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead for thee. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. When did he pray? I thank you that you have heard me. There was an internal communication going on between father and son. I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou sent me. I'm not praying out loud because that's how we do it. No, just so that they can believe. I'm trying to win them over. But you and I, we are already in sync. We have discussed this matter. You have heard me. You have given me the approval. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with great clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. How did a dead man hear his name when he was called? <laughs> Hallelujah. Lazarus, come forth. He checked who was calling him. Does this one have the power of death and hell? Say yes. Let me tell you how close we are to the Lord and how intimate we should. We are called the body of Christ. And Jesus is the head of the body. 
everywhere the head goes, the body goes as well. That's how close we are to be. Like I said, to know him, to be intimate with him, oh, it will take time. It will cost you. It will cost you. But it's, it's worth it. Ability to discern the heartbeat of God, to hear what his thoughts are. I know this one. He will raise his children after, after me. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Remember, if you forget anything, don't forget this. There were 120 disciples that the fire of God came upon. And from those 120, the rest of the world are on fire today. Out of those 120, there were 70 that were with him when he sent them to go heal the sick, raise the dead. Aside from the 70, there were 12 disciples that walked closely with him. And out of those 12, there was Judas, the one who betrayed him. And out of the 12, there were three. Peter, James and John, when he was going for serious prayer, when it was time for him to go receive, you know, the word from Moses and Elijah, he took those three, those three, Peter, James, and, John. and then he unveiled himself. He shone, he, the, 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 the clothes upon him were, glit were glittering with, with such purity, white. And then he said, Peter said, wow, let me, let's, let's build a tent. One for you, or three tents, one for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. He forgot about his family that he left at home. He wasn't going to go back. The place of intimacy is the place of encounters. That's where God begins to reveal himself. Peter was close and he has seen Jesus do things. And then because of the, the, the vision and the things that he had been able to see by reason of proximity, proximity, he was able to see what then, when he saw Jesus walk on water, he said, if it is you, ask me to come. Why were the other disciples not saying, let, let us come to proximity? Your proximity to fire will get you hot. Your proximity to the Lord will get you loved. Your proximity. Peter was the only disciple that walked on water, even if he fell. He, he was about to sing. I said, it's beyond words. Next time to know him. You read how he walked with Moses, how he walked with David. Why? Is David called a man after his heart? Why? David never made a move without checking for the father's will. Should I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I recover? And God will say, pursue. 
and then he's off. The next battle, Lord, shall I go? Lord said, no, he stays. He doesn't go without being led by the Spirit. He valued the opinion of the Lord. When God wanted to reject him, he said, it's better I fall into your hand because I know that you are a merciful God. Let me show you Isaiah 63. Psalm 63, beg your pardon, and show you the, the word of a man in love. Hi, Kaboko Bene. And then I'll take some questions and we'll pray. Told you we're doing short Bible study today. Psalm 63. If you want to have intimacy, start from this scripture. This is David. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, on my bed, not on my phone, meditating on you, thinking about your faithfulness, thinking about your goodness, lovingly like one who is who is consumed by love, obsessed with him, upon my bed, while others are thinking about their boyfriends and girlfriends and husbands and wives, he's meditating, thinking about the Lord on his own, where nobody is there to clap for him. Because thou has been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followed hard after thee. Thy right hand upholded me. Then he went forward to say, those who seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower part of the earth. Why? They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king, this king, shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall Thou art my God. Early will I seek you. Waking up early to seek him when your body's tired. Ooh. My soul. Pursuing hard after you. I have just two hours to sleep. I don't mind sharing one hour with you. Just, just loving on you, worshipping you, praising your holy name, dancing before you. My soul tested for thee without communion with you and incomplete, not just by words, but in sincerity of heart. I'm incomplete. You, are, you complete my world. Without you, I'm incomplete. I'm inconsequential. When I remember you on my bed, and meditate on you in the night watches. I can't sleep. Why can you not sleep? Oh, I'm thinking of the goodness of the Lord. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, 
and all he has done for me. My very soul shall shout hallelujah, praise God for saving me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my very soul will shout hallelujah, praise God. For saving me. Your loving kindness is better Amen. than mine. I spent time praying to see the will of God come to pass. Glorifying his name at all times. Seeking his face for his agenda. Seeking his face for his heart's desire. Then I pray it to pass. Did you not hear of a widow? Who, her husband died young, but she was in the temple every day for many years, praying to see with her eyes the Savior. Many men were coming, asking her, you are still young, we will take care of you, we will love you. We will do all this and all that, but she, her, her consolation was to see God. She was praying for the counsel of the Almighty to be established, not just wishing it to come to pass. Not wishing it to come to pass. A man who he left all and was constantly praying. And when the Lord was born and he came and said, let me, let me hold him and say, now I'm ready to die. Now I'm ready to go. For my eyes have seen the consolation. I've seen the promise. I've seen it. Praise God. People have dedicated their lives to prayer. For the will of God to be established on the earth. For the glory of God to be revealed in a city, in a state. People are crying to God daily. Not expecting fame. Not expecting rewards. Not expecting anything. But pressing into God day and night. Lord, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. When Elijah thought that he was the only one, he said, I have 7,000 that have no power. They are there praying. In Isaiah chapter 6, when the eyes of the prophet Isaiah was opened, and they said, oh, I'm, uh, woe, woe is me for I'm a man of unclean lips and all that. And then when, you know, the angel came and touched his tongue and restored him, there was a conversation in the heavens. There was a conversation happening far above the realm of the earth. God heard where they were talking to themselves. Who shall we send? Who will go for us? And a man heard the word and said, here I am, send me. Send me. You need a man, send me. Anna was praying for many years, no child, but she tapped into an intelligence of the spirit and she saw 
that God needed a prophet. She needed a son. She came to a deal to him. Give me a son, I give you a prophet. Where you become part of the solution of God. Where God is searching for a man who will intercede for the nation. And then you, you surrender your young self. Here I am, Lord. Use me. If you could use anything, Lord, you can use me. Use me, I'm here. With no agenda of mine. Not trying to be the most popular prophet in 2021. Not trying to gain master followers. Use me. Use me to, to bring about the clarity of your word. To, to, to demystify the word and break it down so that people can comprehend it. Use me, Lord, so that your people can come into the place of, of, of koinonia with you. They can come into a place of fellowship where they can come and lift up their hands and then the heavens are open over them. Use me to teach these mysteries. Zero agenda. Zero agenda. Use me, Lord. In Luke chapter 2, verse 25, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. He will not die if Jesus would take 1,000 years. This man was destined not to die. Praying for the consolation of Israel. Lord, there is a revival stirring up. Let your fire fall upon the people. No agenda. Joseph brought an answer to Pharaoh. Let a man do this and do that. Secure the famine so that the people will not be hungry. No agenda. Not promoting self. Not going there to say, uh, if, you, if you make me prime minister, uh, this is what I'm going to know. Doing it with all their hearts. And then they say, there's no one that can do it but you. The three Hebrew boys, if I perish, I perish. But we, 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 will, not, we will not hide our mouth. If God is able to save us, but if he does not save us, we will not bow. Throw us in the fire. To the glory of God, we'll see him. If I perish, I perish. Those people who say so never perish. Lay down their lives. Said to, said to Esther, don't think that you're, you and the clown will be escaped. No. Could it be that God put you in this position for such a time as this? For such a time as this? 
Yes, no problem. Fast with me. I go, Grandma. A generation was preserved by people that align themselves with the agenda of God for their time. God is looking for men and women who will love him beyond their personal pride, beyond their personal agenda. God, if you don't bless me this year, I will serve you again. Please find your way out. There was a man that did not have the Holy Ghost. Even if you slay me, yet will I praise you. Why are you serving God? God, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro, looking for who them that have a perfect heart, whom he will show himself strong towards. Oh, don't think you can deceive God. No, you can't. He looks at the heart. What is your intention? Why are you praying and asking for that anointing? Is it so that when you come out, people will say, thou great man of God, thou great woman of God. Why? He's looking at your heart. Why? Why do you want to be anointed? Why do you want a billion dollars? Why? Is it so that you can oppress them that have oppressed you in the past? He looks at their heart. But the place of intimacy. Woo. No agenda. And he lifts you up by himself because he has tried your heart and seen that indeed has tried your heart. Why do you give? Am I giving because I want to, I just want to put in like a, a Ponzi scheme. I put in a thousand dollars and I get 10,000 back. Is that a goal? Or am I giving so that the work of the gospel will be able to find free course on the earth? What's my agenda? What is my motive? God is not a money doubler. Do I give because he has given me first? You can't be a lover if you're not a giver. That's the truth. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten. He tries the heart, searching for those that have a perfect heart towards him. Many draw near to me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. Many draw with me with their mouth, with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. Two men came to the altar to pray. One said, I'm not like this unbeliever, uncircumcised man. I'm a righteous, I'm a perfect man. You know, I'm a good guy. You know, I pay my tithe. I give. I, I fast twice a week. I, I, I give to the poor, giving his resume before him. And the other came with his head put down. Knows that he doesn't deserve anything he's got. And Lord, I know I'm not perfect. I'm not righteous. But I trust on your mercy. Jesus was watching both of them. And Jesus gave the report card. The other one went home justified. Why are you intimate with him? Is it so that you can tell stories of how he gave you revelations? <laughs> it looks at the heart. The father seeks such that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Ah! 
The Father is looking for them that will worship him in spirit and in truth, not in flesh. Not to the applause of all men. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. We must do better in pursuing after him. We must do better in pursuing after him. Chasing after him with all diligence. They that seek my early will find me. Pursuit of his presence. Worship him. Blessing his name. When you are intimate, you have information. Inside information. When you are intimate, you are protected because he will preserve you with all. He will take you to himself. When you are intimate, he will talk to you. He will tell you secrets. I watched a video of a man who was fellowshipping with the Lord. And then that day, usually God shows him many things. But that day, he tried to connect. He wasn't picking up any signals. And so he was just with the Lord for like 13 hours. And he was watching and, you know, just reading the word, you know, talking with the Lord, blessing the name of the Lord, and just fellowshipping, praising God. You know, but no vision, no word, nothing. Absolutely empty. And then, so he saw his wife in the driveway driving in. And as his wife was coming, so he said, according to his description, it takes five minutes from, for his wife on the driveway to get into the house. And immediately after his wife, you know, was almost at the door, he heard the Lord breathe. <sighs> I was enjoying my time with you. And it was like, what? Lord, you were here? He's like, yes. Whoa, I thought you were not here. He said, I was here. I was enjoying your fellowship. And he said, I didn't want to say anything because if I said anything, you would have gotten up and left. Many of you, when you just said, hear God, you are up and about. Sometimes spend time with him. You can't be intimate with him if you don't spend time with him. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the beginning, Genesis, he comes in the cool of the day to fellowship with man. Not one who is compelled to serve and fellowship with him. No. Not one who is forced to. That's why he, he leaves the angels and comes after you. You have free will. And then intentionally in your free will, you say, Lord, I love you. Ooh, that's, that's, that's genuine love. God is looking for lovers, is looking for intimacy. I pray that these words will birth something in your spirit. It will, will create a hunger and thirst for fellowship with him. 
the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I want to take uh, three questions and comment or thoughts before we pray, and then we'll call it a day. Three questions, comments, or thoughts. Please go ahead if you have a question, comments, or thoughts. Go ahead if you have a question. Um, Tamla, are you speaking? I can't hear you. Tamla, are you speaking? I can't hear you. Oh no, I was saying Tim should go ahead. Um, okay. If anyone in the audience okay. um, has questions, please back channel any of the moderators um, and we'll bring you right up. Um, but Tim has two questions, so let him go ahead. Okay, Tim, where are you? Tim. Well, the, the, the question was supposed to be for you to help me ask, but it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> What? Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Maybe you didn't get the memo, but it's okay. It's okay. No, um, the question I had, which was already answered, right, and at that last bit, which was really amazing. So, the question I had, which was, you know, would help other people, because I hear people having this question all the time. Even I've had the question before, and still haven't understood it, but I still do have... Look, we'll go through the question. So it says, first question, practical ways to, to start intimacy with the Holy Spirit. That was the first question. What are practical ways to start the, um, intimacy with the Holy Spirit that you get in the habit of, you know, presenting yourself to the Lord and say, well, Father, is this night or something like that. Mm. Um, and then number two, what causes one not to hear the Lord when they are still? So it says, be still. I know that I'm God, right? But you answer that last prayer at the end. And it was mind-blowing for me. I was like, wow. That, so when you spend time in God's presence, and even if he doesn't say anything, that he's still enjoying that time with yes. you. Yes. Yeah, so that was, that was amazing for me. Critical, because yeah. as we grow and mature in the things of God, we need to move from our feelings to his word. Uh, many of us are feelers, so we feel God whenever God shows up. When the presence of God comes, you know, we have goosebumps and all that. And then we build our walk with God based on those feelings. So anytime you're praying and you don't feel those goosebumps, you think God is not there. But what you need to develop and grow into is what God says and is what I will never leave you nor forsake you. So even though I don't feel it, he said he's with me and there I am. So I interact with him because his word says. So the word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, so it's possible. There's a spiritual exercise called tasting to see the goodness of God. And many of you have experienced that in our meetings where you start to taste. Some of you start to smell the smell of, uh, of a rose flower because it's called the rose of Sharon. You have experienced this in the meetings. So his word, growing in his word, studying his word is, is, is part of fellowship. You know, you, you, you don't want to be trapped in routine because routine 
you know, is backed up by religiosity. And then after a while, you get bored. No, sometimes I come before the Lord and I want to pray. The Lord say, look, just read the word. That's, that's, that's the agenda for the day. And so we start reading the word. Sometimes I start to pray and it's not clicking. So I just know this, know where the Lord wants us. Sometimes I, just, sometimes I, I worship with music playing in the background. But sometimes the Lord wants to hear my voice, my ugly voice. He loves it. So when, when I'm playing a music and then I can sense, I, because I'm in tune with him, I can sense that he wants me to sing. I turn off the music and I start to fellowship and sing with my voice. So he dictates the terms and the condition. We don't come and say, Lord, today we are praying. Whether you like it or not, we are praying. So let's start praying. Karabako. No. Those are mechanical relationships. What's the agenda? Because he's Lord. Sometimes be still. Do nothing. Literally do nothing. That's the most difficult thing to do. Doing nothing? My God. Be still. Do nothing. Scriptures are scattered everywhere that, that tells you doing nothing is doing everything. Be still. Know that I'm God. Let me show you. In Habakkuk. Habakkuk 2.20. Let me show you. Habakkuk 2.20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Can somebody please, a yeah, Bible scholar here, you should know what I'm talking about. Where is the temple of the Lord? Hello? In our hearts. We are. In our hearts. We are we the are. temple of the Lord. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent. There's too much noise. There's too much noise. Be silent. Be silent before him. Literally be silent. Intimacy means you must hear what he's saying. Secondly, you must hear what he's thinking. Thirdly, you must hear what is on his heart. G, uh, John, the beloved, rested on Jesus' breast to, to pick up the heartbeat of the father. He was picking up the heartbeat. The doctors have a machine that checks the heartbeat. Why? Because they need to be able to check, to they, they plug into their ears so that because you cannot hear the heartbeat. Heartbeat is not external, it's internal. So there's a machine that drowns the noise, external noise, and pick up the heartbeat. So you come to fellowship and then his heart just wants you to just sing. Sometimes he wants you to dance. He wants to laugh. Or did you not know that he that sits in the heavens shall laugh? You start to dance, tell jokes. Oh, you guys don't even know Kaibo Kobana. If you can know him, you will see that God is more fun than Hollywood. He will take you on trips, take you to, oh my goodness. I don't want to share some things. 
take you to the past, take you to the future, <laughs> and bring you back. Sometimes, well, I have out-of-body experiences, and then the angels are taking me. I didn't, I thought I was all flying on myself and just, you know, going seeing some things. And then I knew that, look, I need to get up because it's about time for me to prepare to go to work. Then I heard the angels say, we'll get you there on time. My God, we'll get you back on time. What? I was like, what? I'm not alone? Ha! The reality of the supernatural. He won't show it to a stranger who just comes once in a while. No. Because he said, he is Jesus one that said, do not cast your pearls before swine. Look, God will not cast his pearls before swine. And there are people that are swine. That will make rubbish of it. First Corinthians 2, he said, the natural man cannot receive anything from the Lord. Because they are spiritually discerned. Takes intimacy for him to show you. That's why when you get married on the altar, you exchange your vow, then you go privately to become intimate. And what does that mean? You know, then all the covering, the clothes are taken off. The skills, everything's taken off. See the real me. Know me. And Adam knew his wife. They became intimate. They had intercourse, intimacy, where no secret between both parties. This is me. My wig is, is taken off. The eye, uh, what's it called? I whatever. The attachment is taken off. The nails, off. <laughs> everything's taken off. This is the real me. This is who you are intimate with. For the public, yes, we can make up, you know, wear glasses, you know, do all sorts. But intimacy means you are real before him. Lord, I'm struggling with lust. Help me. What will I do? And then he says, you know what? You need to do this. Do that. Do this. Thank you, Lord. You don't come there and start telling him how great a man of God you are. Lord, I'm struggling with anger. Help me. I don't want to be angry anymore. Say, look, you know, you have to control your temper. Sometimes he picks up something and says, look, this is what you are struggling with. Deal with it. That's the place of communion where he talks to you. It's not just about him telling you how you are going to be great tomorrow. No, he starts to fix the character issues, the flaws that you have, the things that will be a challenge to you in the future. That's why he gives you secrets. Look, tomorrow someone is going to step on your toes. Do not respond. That's why he speaks. For this battle, you are not fighting. This is my own battle. I always tell each and every one of the people I mentor, get a notepad, get a pen, and go to him. He will speak. Even if he doesn't speak, just be there. Don't be in a hurry to leave. In the past, usually when I, you know, fellowship and then the presence of God comes heavily, you know, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I bless you. Then he speaks to me. I write. Then I get up and go. Until one time where I knew that, Lord, wait, there should be more. That day I had three heavy impartations. 
The first level came. You know, I stood through. The temptation to leave was strong. I said, no, I want to see what happens. I continued to press in. The second was higher than the first. I was like, whoa, there's more. My I continued to press in. The third measure was too good. Huh. Was better than ecstasy. Never had it, so I don't know what it feels like, but I know it's better. Why? Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. He's called the most high. You see, so people try to use alcohol and drugs and sex to get high. Don't, not knowing intimacy with the most high will get you high. Because he said, you are seated with Christ far above. And it is a power. In the heavenly places, you are in the high realm where alcohol, weed, cocaine cannot get you to. The Spirit of God will take you there for free. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Second question. Any other questions? Have someone um, learned something today? Go ahead. Um, yes, sir. I have a question. Um, I know that you said that prayer time is um, spending intimacy with God, but I know that you said that sometimes he just requires us to um, just bask in his presence. Mm -hmm. um, but what about the watch time? Um, is that a time that we should just be sitting and waiting um, and watching or should we be praying or and also how do we tell what time is our watch time? What's the easiest way to tell? The easiest way is to be in tune with the Holy Ghost. He tells you what it is. Look, every time you spend with the Lord, prayer, fasting, reading the word, singing, worshiping, it's all part of fellowship. But one of the things I'll tell you for free is be consistent. Pick a time, pick a place, a location. And tell Lord, this is where I'll be meeting you every day at 3 p.m., 2 p.m., 1 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever. And be consistent at it. What begins to happen is that before long, the Lord will be waiting there for you immediately this time. Okay? And now, the most important thing is pick up. Look, we, we, we feel. We're able to, eyes have not seen, so you're able to see. Ears have not heard, you're able to hear. It has not entered to the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So when you come to a place, um, let me ask you, Angela, directly. Have you had a time where you wanted to pray and you were struggling to pray? Um, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That's a sign that that time is not meant for prayer. I'm not talking struggles uh, mm -hmm. from distractions from the world. I'm talking, you are in, you are in sync, and you want to pray, and then you're struggling. That's an indication, okay, that that's okay. not what he has in store for you. So the next thing you do, because the Holy Ghost is a spirit, is a person, talk to him. You cannot live okay. in a house with somebody for many years and not talk to the person, and then when you need something, you just call the person and say, yes, go get me this. No, Talk to him. What would you have me do? What, what's on your heart? Okay. Sometimes you take the word of God and you are struggling to read past one line. And you know it's not anything external. So you know, that means that's not what he wants. 
Sometimes stay still, close your eyes. The distraction, that's when you know that you have a noisy life because your mind just begins to go crazy. Oh, well, I have to go, I have to do this, I have to do that. Oh my God, oh, just stay still. Your mind travels at 138 miles per hour. Right. Okay. Steal your mind. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Thou shalt keep thee in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Ability to stay your mind on him. Let him dictate. So there is, you have your regular, you know, itinerary of studying the word. You have your regular itinerary of prayer, right? When it comes to fellowship for it, he dictates what do you want. Sometimes it tells you warfare prayers now. I don't ask questions. Guns blazing. I'll ask questions later. Sometimes you want to do warfare, say no, pray, prayer of mercy. He's the director of this relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Thank you. Get a notepad, ask questions, right, right. Let me share this, my personal, this is my personal, so I'm not saying it works for everybody, but this is how I do it. Many people ask me this question all the time. How do you get answers from God when you're asking God and God does not answer? How many of you want to know my thought on that? I get that. that get asked that question a lot. Nobody wants to know. You. Me. I. <laughs> I do. Okay, good. So I'll share, I'll share the way I do it. I don't from, from this is my personal revelation, my personal work. It might work for you, it might not. So ask him for yours. So I don't ask God questions directly. I don't say, Lord, what must I do concerning this? No, I don't. So this is what I do. I ponder, I, I have the thoughts in my heart because I believe, it's my personal belief, that when the Lord comes to fellowship, he's not coming to check your questions and all that. He's coming to just fellowship and love on you, right? And he can read my thoughts, so I know that. So let me think of this. Let me give a general scenario. Everything is just disappearing from my mind. But let me just, a random thought. Lord, should I go or should I not go? So that question is in my heart. So I bring it to the place of fellowship. And then just loving on the Lord, praying in the Holy Ghost, just fellowshipping, loving him. So I have my notepad, I have my pen, ready to write when he speaks. Because me coming with my pen, I'm telling him that your words are precious. And I want to record them because some many of you have experienced where the Lord speaks to you and then you forget it because you know it happens to me a lot, especially when I'm in a deep sleep and God is speaking to me clear, loud and clear. Then I'm like, okay, this sleep, I don't, this position is so perfect. I don't want to get out of it. So I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget. Oh, I've forgotten it. I've lost many precious words, right? So I carry that word in my heart and I ponder upon it. And then I fellowship. Sometimes this is what usually happens with me. Then when the Lord wants to speak to me, suddenly that thought starts to be highlighted like it's heavy. Then I'm like, God wants to address it. 
and then I start to write. And then God tells me, concerning this matter, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do. But I don't bring it up and say, Lord, tell me, should I go? And then I'm waiting, checking to see. No, 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 no. That's not how uh, I was brought up. Do we understand what the way I just described it? Do we understand? Prophet, uh, for the young lady that asked about how would she know her watch, my watch when the Lord wants me to get up during the watch hours is I know it because it's um, three to six because I'll always wake up around 2.30, 2.35, 2.45 and I can't go back to sleep. And, and so he's impressing on me to get up and war in the spirit. And another comment that I had, I want to thank you for clearing some things up because post this pandemic there's um there's a spirit that has been released in the united states like you don't need the apostle the prophet mm -hmm. the evangelist the pastor teacher you can go to god yourself mm -hmm. which is contradictory yeah the veil has been ripped mm -hmm. but it's just like you said today, we go from glory to glory, faith to faith. You know, babes have to be matured. And mm -hmm. so that's what I'm praying that um, that this can be cleared up and that these babies don't think that they can just go out there and just start doing the work of the ministry because even Jesus mm -hmm. had preparation time and it's yes. like such an anti-church spirit yeah. in which God is doing, you know, uh, he's, uh, re he's building the true foundation that his houses are being built on um, prayer. But even in that, we have to go to the temple as babes, even Jesus did. So I, I'm I'm just praying that as God is uh, cleaning up his body of Christ, as you say it, mm -hmm. his church, that this spirit don't just deceive so many thinking that you can just go out there on your own without mm -hmm. the uh, uh, safety of the governors of mm -hmm. God. And and I think you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you can yes. expound a little more. Oh, yes, yes. That's, that's incredible because I was just, uh, you know, I was thinking that, that were you there? I had actually dealt with this matter a while ago. Uh, we do not go outside the order. Jesus said uh, in Jeremiah chapter 3, said, I've given you pastors after my own heart, right? And in Acts chapter 20, verse 29, if I'm not mistaken, he said, uh, let, 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 let's, let's read that scripture, Acts chapter 20, uh, verse 29, because very, very quick, that spirit is all over clubhouse, all over the internet. So you don't need any man, you don't need any woman, you know, you can do it by yourself. The structure that God has uh, designed was not that structure. He, he, he said to Peter, after have after you have been converted, you know, feed my sheep. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. They take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock. This is the New Testament. Over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. So the Holy Spirit has made some people overseers to feed the church of God which he had purchased with his blood. So he has engraced and empowered. Yes, we all come to him, right? You know, we have direct access in the name of the Lord Jesus. But in terms of feeding, in terms of breaking down the revelation, 
of God's word. He has engraced some people to know the mysteries of the kingdom and then they teach the body, equipping the saints, the prophets, the apostles, the evangelists, the teachers for the equipping of the saints. So the saints cannot be equipped by themselves. We grow in grace. Somebody brings a revelation, you know, through the word of God. He guides your heart, guides, you know, the way, you know, you see these things and then you're able to enter into the fullness. Many of you are blessed today because of the revelation that the Lord has given to me, right? Why? Because he has made me overseer over some of you. And then I feed you with the word. That does not make me the only access to God. No, 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 no. You still have the access, the pathway to his presence is clear, you know, but my responsibility is to show you the way to go. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So there is a thin line between, oh, I'm knowing God for myself. I don't need anybody to do so. People go into error. People say, oh, I have the Holy Spirit, so I can listen to the Holy Spirit myself. So the questions I ask them, if you don't know how to receive from the Holy Ghost, what happens? You get frustrated. Many of them have tapped into different spirits, you know, who starts to speak to them and give them anger and pride. God will never give you and lead you. And then you are filled with pride. I don't need anybody. No, that's that's a false spirit. Praise God. Theme, what do you, what do you mean by Paul? What, what do you mean? Can you, can you explain it? Team, are you there? Team? Sorry, sorry, I ran away from my phone for a bit. I was, I had headphones on. Okay. okay. No, you, you sort of, exp you've explained it already. You always explain my questions anyway before I've even gotten there. Oh. But um, I was just saying, what about Paul? Because Paul, um, Paul, Paul, um, he, he, he had a vision, right? Because mm -hmm. he never saw Christ directly. Mm -hmm. He had a vision and he was given instruction, you know, yeah. his life turned around yeah. right there and then from that vision that he had mm. uh, when he was on his way um, to somewhere. So that's what I was just saying. Oh, what about Paul's experience? Because oh, I know um, that um, we, we do need um, the, 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 the ministry, um, mm. the fivefold ministry and everything is, is for the building of the body of Christ and everything. So that there's continuation of, of building so that everybody shall become perfect. We have a perfect body. That's yeah. the, the, the reason for it. But, you know, there's some countries, there are some places where they don't have that that luxury of having mm -hmm. someone. And I'm just saying, yeah. um, the Holy Spirit can still meet them. Oh, yeah. Where, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Like even Paul, if you see Paul himself, God sent Ananias to go lay hands on Paul. <laughs> yeah. Because he would have said, oh, Paul, I'm Paul, the great apostle, a, a member, a disciple just a regular guy, no titles, had to lay hands on Paul for his eyes to be open. So we are all connected. God built us this way to be interconnected and interdependent on each other so that no one man becomes an island, right? So Paul was made to be a, you know, an overseer over the Gentiles. So even me, I'm called to ministry, I'm called to ministry and I'm overseeing some people, I'm also submitted under a ministry. My father in the Lord, Reverend Joseph Akai, I'm submitted to him. You know, I, I, I go to a local church, you know, where, you know, I, I, I get fed myself. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So it's very, very critical that we know that we are not deceived by these spirits trying to take people out of the order that the Lord has in store.
So, so like I said, uh, yes, yes, woman of God. Uh, I, I want to say something to uh, my brother Tim. I don't know his uh, title, but uh, I grew up in a primitive Baptist church. That's in like a rural country area here in Mississippi. And that, and and when I became an adult and was married, and I ventured away from home, God always the fivefold ministry and the gifts was not taught in the Baptist church, mm -hmm. but as but I was safe mm. under the ark of my mother and father. But it, but as God called me out away from them, I he always connected me with the fivefold ministry and the gifts. That's why some people are surprised at the wealth of spiritual um, information that I have. But God will always connect you no matter where you are. Yes. I was connected through TVN, through uh, the mm. internet then. You know, we didn't have Facebook and all this other stuff. But mm. um, different uh, ministries. God always, uh, Brother Tim, connected me. So especially in this season, no matter where you are in the world, God will connect you with the fivefold ministry and the gifts. And I just wanted to tell you that you, you may not be in the physical region, but the WWW, God blessed us with that for um, a reason. And, yes. and I thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I believe we are blessed by these conversations. Um, I believe we are richly uh, we're receiving something because these are critical thoughts that people have and these are questions this is why god will connect us we are out here in lagos nigeria and you know we are you know affecting lives all over the world but it is the lord that directs is the lord that said you are to submit under this ministry you are to be fed by this ministry second corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 is that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, that we will come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of So when you have certain needs, the Lord begins to connect you with graces that, that connects you with the custodians of the graces you require. That's how God lifts us. And then, you know, some of you are here temporarily and then God will ship you to other assignments or to be fed by other ministries as well. Or it's all the workings of the body of Christ. We are all interconnected. You know, no one man is an island. Everyone that says, I know it all, I am all in all, run away from that person. Praise the name. Prophet, or he might send us to feed other ministries. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. Praise God. Praise God. Any other question, comments on Zoom? You guys are quiet. There was going on. Question from Zoom. Question from Zoom. You know how we do. You don't ask a question. I'll call you out by prophecy. Don't wait till I call you by prophecy. Question, question, question. Or contribution. Let, let me say contribution contribution anybody joy joy where are thou yes sir i'm here <laughs> why are you quiet today i actually joined like really late about 30 minutes ago so that's why you're quiet. Yes, sir. Welcome. 
Miriam. Miriam. Oh, your daughter. My daughter in whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> Miriam, I'm not sure you're expecting me to call you today, right? No, sir. Good evening, sir. But I've called you. Yes, sir. So, question, comment, contribution. What did you pick today? Uh, no comments and no, no questions. I'm just very grateful for today's session. That's it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Did I do such a terrible job today? No, not at all. Um, Prophet, in, in the Western world, when we have been in a classroom and the teacher taught the lesson precise and understandable and we all get it no questions just comments <laughs> okay i'm glad to hear that um very very important that we are received because this is such a delicate subject and very important that uh, we receive everything that the lord I'm picking up something in my spirit. Dorina, do you want, I, do you want to ask yes, I, I, Yes, hello. No, I would like to make a comment. Um, yes. The whole time you were, were ministering there, um, I have to tell you, I was just basking in the presence of the Lord, and he began to remind me of things that he has told me and showed me, and I just want to thank you for that word. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just at so much peace over here. I'm almost wiped out, so... God bless you for that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for saying that. Praise God. You don't talk about intimacy and the Holy Ghost will not show up. It's not possible. Except you're not speaking by the Spirit. Uh, we've had instances where we talk about a subject here and then the manifestation of that subject occurs. So it's very critical. We're going to pray. We're going to pray right now. Um, there's someone here on Clubhouse. I don't know. I haven't seen that person. Holy Ghost, who's that person? Okay, let me read before I pick up that person. Dear wife had sent something that the Lord was laying in her heart. Maybe do you want to speak it or do I read it? Hello. Hey there. Can everybody hear me? Yes, welcome. We hear you. Ladies and gentlemen, Good evening, everyone. Good afternoon. Good day across all time. Yeah. My name is Peggy Uvert, and um, I just really want to please share that. Because there was a time when BPP was talking about um, the Lord could have a body and and for that like a split second my mind just went to okay God what's on your heart at this moment I, I mean it was like a second or like a quarter of a second and I was shocked to hear like I just want my people to see me mm. I'm like okay uh, how do you mean because and then I could relate it to a physical relationship between man and wife where 
um, one of the one party is just trying to explain and get the other party to see them in the relationship. So this person could be doing everything and anything and doing all of that, and is still not seeing the partner because we are talking about intimacy. And so it just I just got the impression in my heart, and and he said some people have have um, formulated a picture an image of who god is and that is what they are stuck with mm -hmm. but god says he wants you to see him mm -hmm. of who he truly is not who he was to you some days ago not who who you think or who you have come to construct him to be and some of us have been able to mold him and fold him and put him into a little box just to be able to understand uh, and comprehend um god god is not someone that you can you can understand and comprehend in totality. That's why we pick up our cross daily, <clears throat> excuse me, and we follow. So he said he wants us to see him. He just wants us to see him for the, in the fullness of who he truly is. Mm -hmm. And and the only way we can really achieve that is actually if we just hold his hand and, and let, him, let him guide us, let him take us through daily because he is he was he, he is and he is to come he's he's different it's not the same way you see him today that's the way it's going to be tomorrow so in this relationship with god in building this intimacy we have to do it um should i use the words on um, per second billing mm -hmm. because the the god whom you experience right now the way you experience God right now is the same God, but it's just multidimensional. So God said he wants us to see him. He wants us to truly see him in the fullness of who he is. And so we should break down all of those constructs, all of those images that, uh, that we have put in our minds, in our heads to just help guide the relationship so um yeah let me not drag it for too long but yes yeah, that's the message he wants us to see him um for who in the fullness of who he truly is praise god hallelujah, hallelujah. praise god my god wow hallelujah thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you that's so so incredible he's multi-dimensional so um that's why being religious religiously going through a routine will not work because there are different dimensions. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.18, we are with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. He could show himself to you as an intercessor today. Tomorrow he's coming as the king of glory. Woo! coming with 10,000 or 10,000 of angels on every side. So you must interact with him on the measure. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe we're blessed today. Uh, I'm about to pray. Um, something dragging in my spirits. Arena, are you there? Arena? Rain available. She might be at work, Prophet. Sometimes oh. she's on, but she's at work. And so she's listening, but she can't speak. Oh, okay. That's fine. So you can give it, release it by faith. Oh, 
and just let you know what uh, what this message means to her, what it means to her. Because for many of you, your work with the Lord is going to change from tonight. The reality of, of, of working with the Lord is total. There will be a transformation. Um, there's somebody on here. And your daughter needs to be a part of your fellowship um, because you're having challenges with your daughter and then you're constantly, you know, uh, trying to push God down their throat and they're not receiving it because... They are not exposed to what you're exposed to. So the Lord is saying, bring her in for Bible study. Uh, bring her in for worship sessions. Bring her in. Let her hear what you hear and allow the spirit of revelation touch her. Amen. I hope that's clear. Whoever has that word, that's your solution. Bring her in. Just let her hear what you hear and then the Lord will do the rest. Okay? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Precious Holy Ghost, I worship you. I worship you. Precious Holy Ghost, come take your place in me. Precious Holy Ghost, precious Holy Ghost, I worship you, I worship you. Precious Holy Ghost, come take your place in me. There's a young, ah, you're not a young lady, but I'm looking at you when you're a young lady. You're abused. You're sexually abused. You're emotionally abused. And you, are, you used to find solace hiding in a place, uh, in a part of your house. In the dark, you, you, I'm literally looking at you shaking in that place, afraid at such a young age. As I started to sing that song, that vision became clearer to me. You are an adult now, but that little child that was abused sexually, emotionally, I'm, 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 the, the age I'm looking at, you, you, you should not be more than seven. I'm looking at you shaking with such fear, such torment, shaking heavily in, in that closet where you hide. And, and something has happened there in that time that God wants to bring deliverance right now. There's something that has damaged you, that has, you, you no longer see yourself with the worth of a human being. You just, when, when people hurt you, you feel like you deserve it because you don't see that you are worth anything. God is bringing deliverance to you today and right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Precious Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Lord, whoever that person is, bring deliverance right now to that person. I break that hold of the enemy over your mind. Many years have passed, but in your mind, in your, in your, in your mind, if I, if I would say that, you are still in that place. You have not left that place. You have not left that place of torment. You are still in that place of oppression. And the enemy has taken advantage of you. Lord, today we speak life. We speak deliverance in the name of Jesus. We rebuke that spirit that has taken advantage of that that window that was opened by the by 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 this person that has hurt you this way but lord we speak restoration to you in the name of jesus you've not been able to stay in marriage it has affected marriage uh, it has also affected your identity in christ even if you are in the lord but you still are suffering from identity crisis. But the Lord is bringing deliverance today. As you begin to be intimate with him, he will cause this thing to totally fade away from your memory. The, the memory will totally be wiped off because I'm looking at Jesus as the same yesterday and Jesus standing in that same place and is wiping that memory off your mind so that you can recover and heal quickly and forget that that happened. Not forget that it never happened, but forget the impact in your sight, in your mind, in your memory, in your you know, total outlook towards life. God is healing you right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak life, I speak healing, I speak deliverance over you by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. People of God, say big amen. 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 To pray and ask the Lord, tell him you want to be intimate with him. Ask him mm -hmm. to teach you intimacy by his terms, not your terms. Many of you are in your individual walk individual levels of faith. But ask him. Ask him. Lift your voices and just begin to tell him. You want to be intimate. You want to know him. You want to learn of him. He said, learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Lift your voices, people of God. And just begin to talk to him. One of the yes. ways to be intimate is praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. Your spirit man becomes allocated. Becomes you know, separated from the distractions of this world. And then he said in First Corinthians chapter 14, he said, he that speaking in an unknown tongue, you know, does not speak to man, but speaks to God, speaking mysteries to God, you know, communing one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, with the Father. Tell him you want to be intimate with him. You want to know him. This word that you have heard, you want to experience this reality in your life. Aga bego gube de has delecosi veliata. Joto joto seketeleka. Kasu metiske. Es delege de koske zikara koske si. Go reke si. Kesi 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 kesi
Let this be your reality in the name of the Lord. Let this be your reality in the name of Jesus. Let this be your reality. Let this be your reality in the name of Jesus. Kavrados Beleka Kakapatakos. Let that go in a matter. Let it be Lord. Let it be Jesus. Let it be Lord. Let it be. 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 Let it Let it be. Lord. Oh, let your presence feel this place. Let your presence feel this place. Let your presence feel this place. Let your glory feel this place. Right now. 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 Right Vina Haina, a kite beconia, as the Libaine Corasto, Jane Korea Kazia, come on, pressing, pressing to your intimate place. Now, Voposkele Brodoski, Shaka, oh Rabababa Bakos, effect in the Badakos. Let it be, Lord. Let it be. Let it be. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Father, I pray for each and every one under the sound of my voice that they will no longer struggle to be intimate with you. I pray that the grace for fellowship, you said in your word, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, I release that measure of communion. Lord, tonight as they sleep, the Holy Ghost will wake them up. Ah, for fellowship. They will wake up at the hour of fellowship appointed by, by you over them. They will experience true intimacy. Lord, whoever is struggling to hear your voice, let their ears be open. Whoever is struggling to see you, let their eyes be open. In the name of Jesus, I release this measure this impartation of the Spirit of God to every one of you. Your walk with God will be sweeter. It will Amen. be interesting. It will be glorious. Dryness Amen. is taken away in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' precious name we have praise. Amen. Amen. And the people of God say big amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe somebody has been blessed today. I believe somebody has been blessed today. Yes, sir. You have learned. Praise. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, Before we go, um, uh, Naya, can you just refresh the room and then I'll give an announcement and then we'll come Naya here. Yes. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. 
Good morning. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What an amazing day. Um, thank you for fellowshipping with us today. Um, this is Somi Networks, <laughs> a non-denominational gathering of Belarus, and our mandate is to unveil the mysteries of the kingdom of God through prophetic teachings, healing, and deliverance. Um, we show you here, with the help of the Holy Spirit, of course, the way to Christ. Um, we have our Wednesday fellowships at 6 p.m. West African time, um, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time, and 11 a.m. Central time. Um, we have Saturday Bible studies for now because we are activating the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have activated prophecy, healing, wisdom, and one more. A word of knowledge, yeah. Word of knowledge, yes, thank you. Um, so every, every of all these um, teachings are on our YouTube page. So we have five more. So we have five more Saturdays. And I beg everybody to please try and um, log in. At the same time, we have just, I just mentioned that 6 p.m. West African time on Saturdays. Um, you can visit our YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and, you know, just, you can actually just sleep there because there's a lot of, a lot of teaching for you and all the um, spirits that, gifts that have been activated, you can go back and rewatch it so that we are working in this um, gifts. Um, our president is Pastor Steve Ovat, and we like to call him BPP. I don't know, but those of us on this My Time Zone, we call him prophets. So, but he likes to be called BPP. <laughs> Please follow him and follow the room so you are notified when he comes and when we come online. We have, uh, we also have intimate, intimate, hey. Intimate, <laughs> excuse me there. We also have intimate Bible studies every weekday um, on Clubhouse. And we have Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and I think Friday is going to be added. Um, that one is just us, so we can ask and ask ourselves questions. Sometimes BBP comes in, sometimes it doesn't, but it's mostly just us. Um, watering each other based on our own level of revelation of the word of God. So please visit our website, um, somi-network.org to get all the necessary information you may need. Um, we are very, we're very glad to have you join us and we hope to see you on our next, which is Saturday, our next meeting day. Also, if you're in Lagos anytime, we have our physical fellowships. It's not just online. Our physical fellowships is on um, last Saturday of every month. And we always are blessed by God. Our, and our senior partner, the Holy Spirit, is always, 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 always there. Thanks once again. And God bless you all. Any information you need, please, please, please. It's on Pastor Steve's bio on Clubhouse. And if you are led by the Spirit to sow into our ministry, 
kindly um all the information you need is also on his bio so or you can back channel okay i'm not on clubhouse you can back channel any of the moderators right now yeah and they'll give you the information you need also please share your testimonies of all any testimony activation testimonies on the website and just tag us on Tag us on IG if you choose Instagram. Um, it's at Somi underscore networks. Somi underscore networks with the S. Yeah. IG Somi underscore networks. We love you already and we can't wait to have you join us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And enjoy the rest of your day. Hallelujah. I use That's my mic. That's a lot of information though. Like what? <laughs> Thank you so much. Sine, I just had to put on my serious face. I shall not be distracted. What? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so um, like I announced, I'm not sure I announced last last time. Uh the Lord has uh, released us to take offerings for um Bible study on Wednesdays. Um, you know, we never do that, but so we've been released to do so. Um, so if you want to give an offering. Uh, offering is part of worship where you, you know, receive the word and then you come with worship. So if you're led to do so, do uh, just go to my bio and then um, go to the website, sominetworks.org slash give, and then do so. And then the Lord will bless you tremendously. Um, final announcement for me today, um, for those in the UK, um, uh, we'll be in the UK uh, for Christmas this year. Uh, my family and I will be there. And so we'll be having a Sumi hangout. <laughs> Where's Kayade? Kayade, I need you to, to tell us about, you know, the hangout we had in Abuja, the impact. And, and, and <laughs> so that we, we know. Well, well, we're, we're waiting for part two in Abuja. <laughs> um, um, it's it's all it's a different an entirely different experience you know when uh, the hangout happens it's like a, a revival and I mean you should plan ahead you should plan ahead you know to attend I still listen to very very poor recording of the last you know hangout we had and I mean, there were so many testimonies, testimonies of healing, you know, supernatural encounters, you know, new openings, so much, so much. So if if you're in the UK or, you know, you've been wondering where to do, where to have Christmas plans, please, you know, go straight to the UK and have fun, you know, with the overts. <laughs> Most especially with the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Oh, no. So I'll be assembling the a team to organize team. Team Ore. Yes. Ore, where's Ore? Naya. Ah, Naya, you'll be a coordinate from the US. Okay. You know now. BBP, you already know. Come on now. So <laughs> um, I want you guys to connect and then let's begin to talk. Uh let the people in the UK that follow us, you know, just begin to send a message or something so that we will we'll, we'll gather somewhere. Uh, I'm coming to Manchester, but um, we'll be able to go anywhere. You know, we'll gather somewhere and then we'll be able to just minister and physical ministration. Many of you have been, you know, following for over a year and then we are, you've been receiving ministry by proxy. So now it's going to be live and direct. Amen. So.
Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, yeah. praise God. So, that's, that's, that's me. Any other? Am I missing anything?